By now, you've seen, probably seen, what's going on in Afghanistan. The United States pulled out all of their troops, and after members of the Taliban took over all of the country, including the capital and the airport and everything else, the United States also pulled out all of its ambassadors, and it's a pretty devastating thing to see. And I want to give you my full perspective of how it went down, what I really think was necessary there that didn't happen, and why I'm still glad the United States pulled out of Afghanistan. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. For the past 20 years now, for four different presidential administrations, two Democratic presidents, two Republican presidents, the United States has had an enormous, expensive military presence in Afghanistan. The original purpose for the United States being in Afghanistan is understandable. And I'm just, I'm just going to speak my heart and my mind here and just not mince words. Particularly for those of us who live in New York and have experienced and seen up close the cost of 9-11 on the city of New York. Um, I know many families who lost loved ones, including mothers, fathers, husbands, and wives on 9-11 in New York. 9-11 was a Horrible. I don't, I don't care what your politics are. 9-11 was a horrible, catastrophic moment that killed thousands of men, women, and children that had nothing to do with the foreign policy that me, you, and others may have real beef with. Like, I generally loathe American foreign policy, period, pointblank.com. I won't unpack it all, but the people who were murdered on 9-11, with very few exceptions, had nothing to do with that. It was a horrible, awful, catastrophic moment. And the United States was going to act out in response. And I have a long list of 100 different critiques of what the United States did in response to 9-11. Top on my list of what the United States did in response to 9-11 that was horrible was almost every single thing that took place in Iraq. Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11, and by nothing I mean zero. Nothing at all. Zero. You know, like, I don't mean 0.1 or 0.5. I mean 0.00000. And the United States not only spent hundreds of billions of dollars in Iraq, but killed thousands of Iraqis, thousands of Americans, and completely destroyed and destabilized an entire country that had nothing to do with 9-11. Afghanistan, by and large, also had very little to do with 9-11, other than, and this is important, and this is real, and it's true, and you, you don't have to like it, but it's just a fact. I'm not, I'm not giving my opinions on this. 
yet. I have opinions and I'll share them. But um, in Afghanistan, many people who participated and planned the attacks of 9-11 found safe haven in Afghanistan and were protected there. And, And that was a problem. And the United States was always going to search for and attempt to find, capture, and kill anybody in Afghanistan that supported or participated or planned or or gave cover and protection for 9-11. Now, what's wild is what you, many of you may be too young to know this, but, you know, 90% of the actual hijackers of the planes and, and those who participated in the attacks in 9-11 were actually Saudi Arabian. And that's where they were from. And, you know, yet, like, okay, that's a, that's a fact. Yet there was no invasion of Saudi Arabia. Uh, there was no war there, and there was really, really no even holding them accountable, because they have been a major American partner on so many, so many different levels. And so, the country whose people primarily participated in the attack, uh, there was no intervention. But Afghanistan, which you have to call. A, a struggling, developing country before the United States entered. But Afghanistan was an easy target for the United States. Iraq, I think, was even a more difficult target. But it was a personal vendetta between George W. Bush and the American military in Iraq. They had nothing to do with 9-11. So let's push that to the side. Afghanistan, compared to Saudi Arabia also had much less to do with 9-11, but they did play a role, and it just is what it is. But the United States made Afghanistan a primary target of its attack, and it, it went on through 2001 and 2002, all the way through the early 2000s, the 2010s, all the way to this week. and. The the estimated costs are now over a trillion dollars, thousands of American lives. And what we now know, which was that the United States was there, we were told, through the Bush administration, through all of the Obama administration, through the Trump administration, into the Biden administration. The United States was there it particularly for the past 10 years, we were told to train and prepare the government and the military to take over themselves, to maintain it themselves. And if you are not aware, and you probably aren't because it's not talked about on the news, you can just Google it for yourself. It's widely available fact. The Afghanistan government before the American pullout and before the Taliban took over and all of that, widely corrupt, had very little support in the country. Not just horrible approval ratings, but 
incredibly inept. The United States regularly partnered with some of the worst people you could imagine. Uh, the, the government was incredibly ineffective. It was a money pit. And, and when the United States government pulled out, the Taliban, and when we're talking about the Taliban, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people. We're talking about, in some areas, hundreds of people, and at the most, thousands of people. They took over the whole country. And what we, in essence, learned was not that it was, and I have to put air quotes around this. You can't see my hands, but I'm putting air quotes up. Not that it was wrong for the United States to ever say, because of what you did on 9-11, we're coming to find the people who did what they did to us. Um, I, I'm not even going to talk about my critiques on that. Like, that is going to happen. This is the United States. We have the largest, most aggressive military in the history of the world. And when you attack the country the way it happened on 9-11, they are going to attack back. Period. It's just, it is what it is. However, the United States stayed there from 2001 to 2021 because they said, we are trying to train and prepare a new government to take over and maintain after we basically destroyed the entire country. And what's clear, in spite of the trillion dollars that was spent, was that whatever training they were doing, for the military, for the government, it didn't work. It was a waste. Which really takes me to the deeper point that I want to make. The United States never should have been an occupying force in Afghanistan. Period. The majority of Americans didn't want the United States military there um, and also thought that it was probably ineffective. And that's actually a very bipartisan group of people who just say, yeah, that's not really what I think we should do as a country. It's not good for, it's not a good use of our resources to be there. I think the net effect of the Taliban taking over in a matter of hours kind of proved that it wasn't very effective. And, you know, I wish that after, you know, the immediate aftermath, and we can debate on, is that a month, is that a year, or two years? After the aftermath of 9-11, the United States should have no longer been there at all. And they were, and we can't change that, but they definitely should not have been there for 20 years. With all of that said, it was a catastrophe. What happened this past week? It was a failure. It was a failure of four presidential administrations. But let me be specific about how the Biden administration failed. What is a failure on their part? It is not even that they pulled out. Um, because from the press conference of Joe Biden yesterday, it's clear that he was going to do that no matter what. Like he was going to do it. He was going to own it. And. I have a lot of critiques of some things that he said in the press conference, but there, but one, I believe him. And what he said was, I simply put, I was not going to allow this to transfer over to a fifth president. I was going to, you know, he said the buck stopped with him. He was going to do it. He said it was a mess, uh, said it didn't quite happen the way that they expected it to happen, but he was still going to do it no matter what. And I mean, like he wasn't wavering on that. 
I again, I don't think that's wrong per se. But what was wrong is destabilizing the entire country, asking tens of thousands of Afghans to support you, participate in in these transitional governments that they formed, and then bailing out with a quickness and leaving them there to fend for themselves. The humanitarian part of the transition was a failure, catastrophic failure. Instead of it taking a few days, it probably should have taken a few weeks or a few months. And it might have been a dangerous, very difficult transition. But the, the way that it happened was, was a failure. The fact that it happened, I don't think that was a failure. How it happened was a failure. Joe Biden, you know, I thought, owned it and said, yep, that wasn't how we wanted it to go down. But it went down that way because the government and the military that we funded and trained and prepared did not fight back. And, you know, I saw several interviews. Now, they were translated interviews. I I think they were properly, effectively translated. And I say that because... Sometimes, you know, if you don't speak a language and there are captions there, you don't know if they're actually saying that or not. And so you just have to, and I've learned that that is often a form of propaganda where people will put captions and it's like, no, that's not what they said at all. But I found some very reliable videos of people saying, no, our military and our government did not fight back because we did not want a new war with the Taliban. And instead of fighting back, in essence, they submitted and stood down. And, you know, I'm not there. All I know is that they have been at, in, in the eye of the storm, the eye of the tornado for 20 years. And the people who could have, quote unquote, fought back, just basically decided, no, we're not doing that. Do I like the Taliban? No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the Taliban at all. And maybe say, well, no, no, duh, that's obvious. Every government that we're told is evil. Every group that we're told is evil is not evil. Um, the Taliban are ultra conservative um, in, in, a, in a way that I generally hate. It's their prerogative, of course. They, and they can say it's their faith, it's their religion. It's it's not their faith. It's not their religion. It's it's cultural. Um, as you may know, there are over a billion Muslims all over the world who are nothing like the Taliban, and it's not what they're doing is not religious. That's bogus. It's just it's culture, just like the Klan. It's like no, I, I have a Bible in my hand, and the Bible doesn't say what you say it says. You are just an open, ugly racist. Don't blame it on Christianity. Don't blame it on Jesus. And the same is true of the Taliban. They, you know, they are who they are. They're the this old, you know, I, I see them as a kind of ultra conservative uh group of of desperate men who badly want power and 
then this is how they're going to run it. Um, we'll see. You know, other countries around the world are actually engaging the Taliban. The Trump administration had been engaging them and struck a deal with them and released thousands of prisoners and other things. I mean, the Taliban is, this is dangerous to say, um, the Taliban, I think, is probably, the, the Taliban is more complicated than the American media has told and taught us. There is more to them than the caricatures that we've been shown. Does that mean they're good? Does that mean that they're okay? No, no, doesn't mean that. I'm not, I'm not a fan. My friend uh, Donnie Rose, who is the content editor for the North Star, I thought said something brilliant. He wrote an op-ed now. You can go to the northstar.com to check it out. He said it, it, what happened, he said it really reminded him seeing the Taliban take over and stand on top of planes and stand on top of, you know, the Capitol and other things. He said in some ways it reminded him of the January 6th insurrection where Trump supporters took over the Capitol. And, and in his piece, which you should go read at the northstar.com by Donnie Rose, great, great, thoughtful piece. He's not saying, and I'm not saying that it's a one-for-one parallel. Of course it's not. But what you got was just an ultra-conservative group of people who desperately want power and have been pushed out of power, um, who don't necessarily have plans or experience, or, but um, it, it was an insightful piece. I don't know what's next for Afghanistan. I th- ultimately think it is is the right thing for the United States to not be there. How the transition happened, I think, was a horrible, highly misinformed debacle and shows you how little the American government, from Biden to to his secretary of state to, to the military leaders, how little they actually knew about how things were going to go down. It's like, damn, a trillion dollars and you all knew nothing? A trillion dollars and you all didn't see any of this coming? And they clearly didn't see it coming. They were on the morning shows this weekend. They were on on TV all week last week saying, no, of course they're not going to take over the government. And that's not going to happen. And they took it over in a matter of hours. Literally started taking entire cities and capitals over in a few hours and took the whole country over in a few days. And it was done. And it's like, yeah, they had no, the American government had no idea what they were doing. I feel terrible for the people that were left behind. I feel terrible for human rights, women's rights, uh, and so much else. And um, ultimately, the United States needs to stay out of other countries. And, and the United States really doesn't help other countries when it does this work. The United States didn't help, period. I've got to run. Uh, of course, you know, I say this all the time, but uh, just a full day of meetings and uh, g- good meetings. But uh, again, love and appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, My family and I are doing okay. I don't know. You may hear uh, my wife in the background, but um, yeah, we're doing all right. All right. And if you're not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, please join today. We need your support. Take care, everybody. Break it down.
I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Oh, no.